Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. It's the Wow Show with your host, Donna Lyons. The show will wow you up with some of the most fascinating guests from around the world. It will excite you, thrill you, amaze you, and bring you to your knees. Donna will electrify your wowness and raise your wow factor beyond the limits you never expected. So let's get crazy and have some fun right here, right now, on the Wow Show. And now, it's time for your royal wowness, Donna Lyons. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the WOW Show. I'm your host, Donna Lyons, coming to you live from Washington, D.C., right here on the Lyons Radio Network, where we are now global. And I want to thank our listeners from all around the world. Uh, our show yesterday, I had listed our top five countries that are, that are just leaps and bounds, listening to everything we do, all our shows and sharing them. It was the United States, Canada, Germany, France, and Brazil. Thank you. We love all of you. And today I'm really excited for my guest because he's Emmy-winning singer-songwriter Scott Little Billman. And he's been featured on more than 50 songs, uh, TVs and movies, and worldwide, including major networks, as well as the award-winning series Sons of Anarchy, Days of Our Lives, and Big Sky. He's forged a path along the American Rock Highway, distinguishing himself as a multifaceted musician and composer. He is a seasoned performer who has shared the stage with several rock and blues superstars. And I want to welcome him. Hi, Scott. Well, hello, Donna. How are you? <laughs> I am great. It is so, so nice to have you on. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. You know, I want to start cooking? with a lot of a lot of people know what you're doing now. You know, you're making music, but how did all this start? Where did you grow up? And tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into music. Oh wow, that's in, okay. Um, without going down a massive rabbit hole, um, <laughs> around like uh, fourteen or fifteen, um, I got obsessed with drums. Actually, that's how it all started, and I just got really, really, really into that. And I was also uh, always hanging out with musicians and doing that, but I was also an athlete. I actually had a full ride scholarship to um, Michigan State University for football. Um, oh, wow. But then, uh, yeah, but I was I sucked as a student. I was the worst. So what happened was <laughs> is uh, my brother actually said, there's this place, Musicians Institute in Hollywood, man, um, and we should go there. So I uh, put together a thing with the Musicians Institute and graduated out of there and made a great like huge contacts actually one of my uh uh really good friends who has always been great throughout my career and so like that's Ray Luzier from Corn and everything else Ray's just fantastic so we went through there uh, together and um you know you stay out there we lived in Hollywood we did the whole thing we beat the hell out of uh Sunset uh, Strip played the whiskey played all every every place. Uh, me and my brother were bouncing out of bands, and we had our own band, and just couldn't get signed, couldn't get really anything going on. So we moved back to Chicago. That's originally where I'm from. So at there, uh, my brother actually got noticed by Buddy Guy as a, an amazing guitar player. So um, that threw me into the blues, 
And then we backed everybody, <clears throat> like, on through. Um, and one of the greatest blues dudes that we worked with, I mean, I mean, this goes up the food chain, but there was a, a very uh, guy, Sun Seals, was very instrumental, very young in my career. Um, and I got to play the White House with him. I got to tour Europe with him. I got to record with Trey Anastasio from Fish, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then – my brother and I said, well, the blues thing, we've kind of panned out on that. We went to class or uh, more of a Southern rock thing. So we got picked up by Warner brothers and Warner chapel. And um, that's how we started getting so much uh, music placements and everything going with that. We won the Emmys. So then sons of anarchy was great. Um, that t- got us into NASCAR. We got on to like heat four or whatever for NASCAR, like the video games, and all that kind of stuff. And then from there, uh, from there, <laughs> uh, we started, you know, like backing a bunch of people. It was great. I mean, you know, I mean, I got to hang out with Ray Charles and BB uh, King was so great to us. Ted Nugent was cool to us. We got to do arenas with Ted, ZZ Top, Billy Gibbons, the whole thing. And um, I got a call one day to, uh, go to Nashville. So I went to Nashville and you want me to keep going? <laughs> yeah, keep going. <laughs> I'll stop Jesus. you. I'll stop oh, you at a time. Mean, uh, <laughs> all right. All right. I'm trying to do this as fast as I can. So I went no, to, keep going. um, <laughs> uh, I got a call to go to Nashville and that's when, uh, things were interesting. Um, a certain, uh, person who is, fantastic he uh manages uh kid rock etc he had a a ranch um and he said hey man come on out and um live here and we're going to try to get you more in the mix and stuff like that so and all this time i be, I moved beyond drums uh i was a you know singer songwriter you know i've always played guitar and sang and i did a lot in our old band um with all that and wrote a bunch of songs we actually had a really good hit called uh jubilee got a lot of love and um I sang and played and all that stuff. But anyways, uh got to Nashville and uh living on the ranch. It was great. Horse ranch, everything, blah blah blah, awesome. Uh we actually were bellied up to Kid Rock and that whole thing and uh the gentleman that I was uh that actually invited me down there and stuff like that. Uh he discovered a bunch of like huge acts and everything. He, and he's managing kid right now and stuff. So we would go to kids parties and do all that. And that was great. And my roommate, uh, this is funny because my, they're like, well, you're going to read, you know, your roommate, your roommate ran. And, uh, I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever, man. So it winds up <laughs> that he's under house arrest. And, uh, I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I mean, listen, if I had a list of all the people that I played with who's gone to prison, it's like funny. So I'm like, all right, so he's under house arrest and like that. Well, winds up being uh, Todd Harrell from Three Doors Down. He was in some trouble and that whole thing. So me and Todd got along really well. It was all cool. And uh, we're on this awesome horse ranch. And um, I, and and this guy gets me in the mix. I'm, I'm recording with a lot of great people and doing a lot of great things. I'm kind of getting my you know, feet wet here in Nashville, like what's going on. Um, so a good friend of mine for years and years, uh, being out of Michigan, my dad was a charter boat captain out of Michigan and uh, I ran into this dude and said, Hey man, let's go play some 
bars and stuff like that. And winds up being uh, Kenny Olson from Kid Rock's band. So I'm in Nashville, and Kenny calls me up and says, I do this thing at Soul Shine. Let's do a jam. And I said, all right, sounds good. So I go down to uh, Soul Shine. I'm jamming and stuff like that. And it's great, you know, because in Nashville, everybody's killer players. It's just uh, an incredible atmosphere. And it doesn't matter what you've done. The guy sitting next to you has done more <laughs> or something. I mean, it's <laughs> just nuts. So uh, what happened from there um, is uh, I was already signed with uh, Doug Pennick from King's X. And Doug is a great friend of mine, and he's outstanding. And anybody that doesn't know Doug or King's X, they need to check check that out and stuff. So I was we were going to Europe and doing some shows. And so I was pretty active, but also active in Nashville. So what happened was, is after the Soul Shine thing, um, I walk up to the bar, and I'm just looking for a beer and a water, you know, and stuff like that. And sitting to the right of me is this heavy set guy and he said hey man i like what you're doing and everything and i said oh hey man it's cool and i go you know what's happening and he's like oh i'm just hanging out and uh, i'm like hey man i'm that little billman and, and he's like my name's jelly roll and <laughs> and i'm like hey sounds cool so i said you know what do you got going on he's like well i'm doing this you know this that and that and blah 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 and everything and um he goes you know you, you think you could help me out? And I said, well, yeah, I mean, I, I can, you know, what's going on? Cause I will say this, the guy is very infectious. You know, he's very, infectious. Yeah. He's, he's a sweetheart. He's just a sweetheart. And that's um, what I've heard. Yeah. I've heard that. So he said, uh, let's grab a coffee. I think I said, let's grab a coffee. I like doing coffee more than adult beverages. I do like adult beverages, but I was like, Grab a coffee. So the next day we grabbed a coffee. <laughs> Not for business though. Uh, yeah, keep it straight. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, he. I know that you know we were just going to talk about like what he had going on and what's happening. And um, what happened is uh, we go to this. Uh, it's called, it was called the Frothy Monkey or something like that in Nashville Coffee <laughs> Joint. And uh, we went down there, and uh, um, oh my God, I can't wait. So he's like. But he's, I mean, you know, Jelly, he just doesn't dress well, you know, I mean, with things. And, and he, he admits to that, you know. And so he shows up in, like, these, like, like he just woke up out of bed. And um, and that's cool, you know. So, you know, we're having coffee. And he said, well, I've got these shows. And he's been doing this stuff. And he just got out of prison and, and all that, uh, which is fine with me, too. Don't care. Sounds great. Yeah. But he points at this van. He points at this van that is barely got four tires on the on the, <laughs> and he's like, "Man, we're gonna get in that, and we're gonna go up to Chicago and all these places and play these shows. Are you hip? You know, are you are you, are you down?" And I said, <laughs> "And you know what? The thing is, is that I do like the adventure. Um, <laughs> and I mean, and, and also, you know, at this point." It's kind of funny, and this goes out to all musicians out there, you know, to your detriment. I already came off of, like, tour buses, <laughs> jets, now winning some van. awards, and playing all this stuff. Well, listen, I'm not – I don't – listen, there are vans, and then there's vans, all right? That van was <laughs> nuts. So uh, it was nuts. And so the thing is, is – uh 
he's like, man, I'll, I'll pick you up on like, you know, a Thursday and it's like, I'll bring you back on uh, Sunday and we'll knock this thing out and, and all this. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, okay. Sounds good. So this is, this is the, yeah, that's, so to make a long story short, I'm hanging out with some really, um, everybody's awesome. I don't mean that, but I mean, this is a, a very influential crowd in the music business, et cetera, et cetera. And we're hanging out at the ranch and here comes the van and the trailer and the whole thing. And, um, <laughs> and everybody is like, Hey man, your ride is here. Here we go. You know, and everything. And I'm like, well, let's just, let's do it, man. Let's just let's do it. I pile in this van and it, it's not thing with that is, is that Jelly Roll and I come from very different backgrounds and mm-hmm. He really, really is a success story coming up from where he was born, how he was born, where he lived, the whole thing. And I come from, like, the Midwest, Chicago, et cetera, et cetera. So I go mm-hmm. into this, you know, into this atmosphere that was very hardcore rap. Like, I just did a session in Nashville. They flew me out there, and um, the producer's like, you know, man, he played with the real Jelly Roll, you know. I don't know exactly what that means, but I will say this. Um, you know, every word that came out of Jelly's mouth, every other word, I should say, was, you know, the F word and what this was and everything like that stuff. And so my thing was like, I don't really care about that. But, I mean, if you look at the commercial success, I'm like, he just came out of prison. He can't go to Europe. He can't do a lot of things. And it was – uh, you know, a situation where let's just have fun. Okay, let's just have fun. Because I'm an adventurous, so I'm like, let's have fun. So I pile in, I'm sitting there, and we go, bam. And so now we're traveling. And the wild thing about it is, is that because we come from such different backgrounds, I mean, we're doing shows. I came off the road with, like, you know, I mean, icons, man, ZZ Top, Ray Charles, all stuff, and doing all stuff. And so now we're doing shows with, like, Little White, all these artists, I don't know. I have no idea who the hell these people are. And um, it's the rap gangster world that was, like, new to me. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So we go up, we, we go up to Chicago, and we'll do, like, a, we did, like, a theater. Uh, it was in Joliet. And it was packed. And there were a bunch of just kids that were, like, going nuts. Now, Jelly was a rocker, and he had the gangster rap thing. And as a drummer because that's what I was doing, was like, he would let me really just rip. You know, I mean, I could play whatever I wanted to play. I could hit hard. I could just, you know, go. And there's like some videos out there yeah. of me doing that, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And um, so it turned into this whole um, cool thing. But on the way back, <clears throat> excuse me, we were <laughs> like crashing at friends' houses. You know, like, I, I, I literally, the very first get, uh, night was like, I don't know who the woman was. She was very kind. She's like, my son is 14. Just take his room. <laughs> you know, <that> thing. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay, sounds good. Uh, you know, and I walk in and there's like, you know, Superman on the wall and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm sleeping in this kid's bed. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. And, um. We were and and so it goes on and on and so he was catching me when I didn't have anything going on. I'm like, well, I guess I could do that. I could do that and blah blah blah. So 
we leave a gig. I don't know where the hell it was. Uh, we were coming down, and it's like, I don't know, 1 o'clock in the morning, and the band breaks down. There's a, you know, flat tire. The guitar player, the DJ, <laughs> Jelly, they don't know how to change a tire. So here I am <laughs> under the van cranking the spare tire <laughs> off this van, you know, off the side of the highway. And oh it's funny God. because um, I brought – here's the deal. I actually brought a little <laughs> – I turn, I have these gloves, and Jelly goes, man, like, where the hell did you get those gloves? Because I knew we were going to break down. I, like, was prepared <laughs> for this. So I'm like, oh, of course we broke down. <laughs> and, I mean, I started in a van. I started in a van. I mean, it was like, yeah, this, we're going to totally – dude, this is going to break down. So I couldn't get the spare tire off, and uh, after like an hour, and I am just completely dirty, um, they had to get a tow truck and the whole thing. But Jelly was really cool. We actually uh, – he actually got us a nice hotel, um, and we did like a spa thing, which was weird. Uh, here we, it's me and Jelly and the guitar player in the sauna. Uh, man, talking about like whatever. And uh, so he was really cool with stuff like that. Um so it goes on and on. And what happened was is that um, then he, he wants to do a video for the song, When I Get Rich. Um, so we did the video, and um, it, it was really cool. I actually dug that. I, the thing is, I thought that was a direction that he should go. And he told me one – you know, I didn't say – I don't ever dabble as a sideman with anybody's business. And um, – I just kind of sit there and do whatever I do. And uh, he asked me one time my opinion on something, and he said to me, you know, for a guy that's that heavy and he's trying to do his thing and it, he is breaking serious uh, boundaries on, like, you know, what dudes like that can do and where he came from and what it is, right. he said, uh, Scott Little Blumen for his handsome – which is nice. I don't want to be pretentious, but that's what he said. For as handsome as talented as you are, <laughs> yeah, he goes, for as handsome as talented as you are, and you playing for me, you definitely made mistakes. And I took that as, you know, and I, you know, I immediately told him that, you know, the thing is, is that I had to wear in-ears. The DJ would send me a click track, and we would jam the songs. And the thing is, is that I was getting on in real time on tour Jelly's lyrics. And mm -hmm. his lyrics were, were fantastic. Yeah. You know, they, they were fantastic. And so I figured um you know that he would that he would pop, you know. And we went in and we recorded I think I did some stuff on like his fried chicken and something or blah 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 or whatever and <laughs> yeah. recorded a bunch of stuff with him and producer in Nashville, and um, so that kind of moves into my I had to bounce back out to LA. But my thing is, is that um, I, you know, with and here's the funny thing, like the funny thing is that this gangster rapper riding in this terrible van, doing all these shows, doing the stuff, and I'm telling you, we would pull up to places that he wouldn't even play because it was like ex-strip joints. 
like strip joints that had no back door, anything like that. These dudes are coming out, and they got snakes around their arms and legs, and they're like, come on, Jelly, come on, baby. And it was like he wouldn't even do those things, <laughs> you know, which was nuts. So to make a long story short, which this has been a long story, um, <laughs> it just, you know, like went that way. Um, but what happened was is I got a call um, to actually go – work with John Fogarty, which was great. And I said, Hey man, I got to bounce up to LA. He was going to go on this like massive, uh, domestic tour. And, uh, right. I said, man, I, I just, I just can't commit to that. And he, the thing that kind of killed me on that whole thing was he said, do you have a sleeping bag? <laughs> and, <laughs> And I said, like, what do you mean? He's like, we just going to get a Motel 6 and everybody piloted. <laughs> and listen, man, I got to tell you, I love the guy. And I have no ill will on everything. But I, I just said, you know, I, I got to go. I mean, who wouldn't go work with John Fogarty anyway? You know, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. I met him years, giant... years. I met John Fogarty years, years ago. And I think there was some club. And I can't even remember. Is there something like Simply Paul's or there was like a club. And my girlfriend, who was a professor at Cal Poly Pomona at the time, knew him really well. And we went in and we just hung out with him for the night. And I thought, this guy's so chill. He was so nice. He was so mellow. And I go, this is, he was just a totally cool dude. So I can't can't imagine what it had to be like when you got to work with him. Well, when you have like the kingdom that the man owns and $500 million in the bank, you can be chill. Yeah. You know, uh, um, John is uh, an incredible, serious artist. And yeah. sorry, I should turn all that stuff off. Um, he's a. Uh, if you want to go down that for a second, he. Uh, what happened was, is Bob, his brother, called me and said, "Hey, can you come out here and and do this?" And so, of course, man. I mean, uh, of course. So um, I made that happen. When I get out there, you know, I've, I've recorded with so many people in so many different atmospheres and um you know there's this positive energy you bring to the to the session man it's like you sound great the tone is great we're killing it we're bad at you know man and um there's none of that with john oh what that is it's uh it's very serious and um he's like we did one song like 16 times you know, um, because there was yeah. something that he just was not like. And so we did that and stuff like that. But um, he's got an amazing facility. He, Him and his family are, are great people. And, um, you know, that was really good. But at that point, I had, it just had to let Jelly go. And then, but I will say this, when I told Jelly that, um, he said, in six years, I'll be the biggest thing in the world. Well, I've said that. <laughs> You know, yeah. everybody has said that. You know, so many people have said, you know, everything. But I am so happy with, uh, you know, his success and, and everything like that. Oh, so yeah, he's amazing. That's my he just, story. Like, I mean, the that's chart. been a long story. <laughs> What's that? I wouldn't be surprised if they make a movie about his life to where from where he came <clears throat> and where he is now. I mean, those are the types of stories that get turned into movies. They're like these big success stories from nothing yeah, to well, everything. Yeah, 
with that being said, I mean, I've worked with a lot of South Side Blues, Chicago guys that came out of the ghetto, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, everybody has always been this and that. As a side man, you know, yeah, okay, sounds good. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But, I, you know, his lyrics are really, really great. And he, he does talk from, you know, get real with it put it on the table and deal with it. I'm just trying to get up, you know, my family from the um, poverty line, come from the roaches yeah. and rats and everything. And I'm back there playing drums in real time, listening to Steve Blair's going, wow, man, this is, this is heavy. This is great. And the people were phenomenal. But he just didn't have um, what he's got going on now. I mean, I hate to say that, but, I mean, as a side guy, the dude, you know, if, if it was turned right now, I'd be in the band. <laughs> But yeah. I, I remember telling him, you know, I said, you're going to hit, bro. Just stay with it. And if there's anything I can do to help in the future or whatever, you know, let me know. And then I went to L.A. But um, now I you also, so, uh, speaking of the speaking of the blues, you guys formed um, Grinder Blues. You're you and your yeah, brother and Doug Pinnock. <laughs> can you tell the listeners quickly a little bit about the group? Yeah, what happened was um, phenomenally. I was um, Ray Luzier um, had a barbecue, and he said, "Hey man, you want to come to the barbecue?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm off. Let's go." So I went to. Uh, he was in California, Rosita, California, actually, <clears throat> and um, uh, you know, there's a bunch of rock stars there and everything. And I mean. You know, I really do gravitate to artists that have, like, done something for me in my life, mentally, you know, soulfully, et cetera. And when I walked in, Doug Pennick was there. And I'm a huge King's X fan, huge. And uh-huh. so, um, you know, uh, Ray's like, you know, so we're eating and stuff like that. And then I went up talking to Doug, and we just really hit it off on – like music, you know, genres and everything. And Doug has done everything. Um, He's such an awesome human and such a great guy. So he wanted to do a blues thing. And I'm like, well, I, (laughs) that's, I kind of have that lineage, you know? So we started talking and everything. And by the time the barbecue was over, we, we started this band. And so uh, it was the easiest record deal I ever got in my life. I will tell you that the, uh, uh, we wrote the, the whole album in three days. And um, I started reaching out to people um, just, you know, a little bit here or there. And everybody wanted to sign the band. Just Everybody wanted to sign, you know, blah, 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 everything. It was a blues rock thing, which I came out of the blues rock thing. And it it does tap out after a while. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. the last band I was in, I mean, we were out with Johnny Lang, um, Kenny Wayne Shepard, you know, ZZ Top, all these people Mm -hmm. and stuff. And it's like, it reaches a certain range. But I wanted to work with Doug, and so did my brother. I mean, we were like we, – we used to be on tour and listen to King's X. Yeah, he's amazing. Whatever you want to do. He's amazing. He is, he yeah. Incredible. So uh, we cut our first record on Megaforce. Megaforce signed us. We, we did the record in three days, got signed in three days. I mean, it, it was wow. just like, are you kidding me, man? I, so we did it. They put out a really nice uh, video. We did Burn the Bridge. Uh, video is incredible. It's just a fantastic video. And we toured Europe a few times. We did that. Then we took a break. Um, and then we signed with a new label called Metalville out of Germany. Uh, put out a record called El Dos. 
And um, but Doug is very busy, and so am I. And my brother is doing his thing. So um, I think we did another European tour. They were kind of back, but over. So you got to understand, this is right before COVID, and then COVID hit. Yeah. And COVID hit. I went back to songwriting, like real, like heavy songwriting. And then um, I cut my record, The Legend of Hipster Billings, that came out. And um, just out of the – I mean, I didn't even have to sh- really shop it. I, I don't know. I, I just called the label to sign Grinder Blues. I said, you want to put this out? And so they did. And they, they did. So that's how that all came well, you've had quite you've had quite the career. It's just absolutely amazing. And we are going to listen to two of your songs. So we're running out of time, and I wanted to make sure we got those songs in. I'm and, sure you are. I hope uh, you, you didn't have any questions, did you? Because I kind of just sucked it all up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're like the easiest guest probably I've ever had. I love it. I, you make my work so easy. You make my job very easy. Um, oh, my God. So we're going to listen oh, to God. Lay Your Burden Down and It Ain't Easy from The Legend of Hipster Billings. And right I can't on. wait for everyone to hear it because they're excellent. I mean, the whole album's great, but I mean, you've got some Thank good you so much. songs that are like really, really good. But you've, yeah. you know, you've worked with some incredible people and you've touched many in the entertainment world. And and thankfully, it's continuing. And from all of us that love your work, I want to say thank you. And thank you for coming on the show today. You are awesome. And I'm sure I'll be talking to you real soon. I appreciate that you took the time today. I'd love to have you back. Anytime. All right. I can talk cool. about myself. I can talk about myself year round. <laughs> <laughs> so just call me up and we'll just, you know. I love it. I love the story. We'll just, I'll just talk about myself. Oh, my God. Yeah, there you, so go. there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Scott, thank you so much for, for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and anytime and have a great, awesome day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Everyone, that's Scott Little Billman, and we are going to listen to two of his songs, It Ain't Easy and Lay Your Burden Down, and then we are going to end the show. So thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it, and um, hopefully he'll come back and tell us some more of those hilarious stories. I just thought it was fantastic. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. This is It Ain't Easy. Yeah, you spend your whole life waiting on a friend. I love to lean on, hold your heart in their hands. Graveyard of faces, empty places. It ain't easy. You're like a bird in your cage.
Gary Sinise. Our veterans put everything on the line to protect our freedom. We may never be able to repay them for their sacrifice, but we can show them just how much we appreciate all they've done. You can help by simply sharing your time, lending a warm smile, a supportive hand, or a sympathetic ear to someone who needs it. Everyone can do something to make veterans know just how much we appreciate their service. Please visit www.volunteer.va.gov. What will you do? This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.